Hi, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Toy Heart, a podcast about bluegrass. This is the last episode of season two here from Nashville is my conversation with Allison Krauss. I remember, you know, the first time I looked out in the audience and saw people singing words to our songs that only we had recorded. That was just a really crazy moment. Just never thought it would end up being there. Never thought we'd hear back from Rounder. Yeah. Never thought we would hear from Rounder in the first place. If this is your first time listening, you can hear full interviews with Jerry Douglas, Allison Brown, Bela Fleck, Larry Sparks, Jody Stecker, and so many more wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Later on. Welcome to Basic Folk, where we have honest conversations with folk musicians. I'm your host, Cindy Howes. So nice to have you here on the podcast. Oh my, it's not quite winter, but man, it feels like winter. And you know what would be really good at this time of year? A nice, snug, warm, basic folk beanie. That's right, a basic folk beanie. If you've heard me talk about these before... Uh, they are available on my website. Uh, my mom has handmade these basic folk beanies, and uh, there are new colors to choose from. Um, you just need to let her know if there's any colors that you don't like, and she'll pick out one for you. Uh, we debuted them uh, the other week at Basic Folk Live, which went over amazing. I mentioned it in the last podcast. We'll be releasing those episodes featuring Dinty Child and Rachel Lynn. Uh, coming up in January. We're going to take a two-week break for the holidays, uh, and then we'll be back with some Basic Folk Live. And in the meantime, though, you can uh, go to my website, cindyhouse.net. You can order your Basic Folk beanie. Probably not going to arrive before the holidays, but, you know, it's cold, and uh, that's a real good gift to give someone. If someone has a January birthday that you know of uh, and loves podcasts and folk music uh, and loves being basic a great gift cindyhouse.net that's also where you can sign up for my email list and find all of my social medias and all of the episodes of basic folk from the past all up on the website okay today on basic folk very pleased to have abraham alexander who is a singer songwriter and guitarist he has an incredible life story born in greece to nigerian parents immigrated to the United States when he was 11, and months after that move, his mom passed away, putting Abraham into foster care until he was adopted at age 16. He was also extremely athletic when he was younger and found community through sports and encouragement from his parents, who actually, this is an interesting story that he tells, his parents had an intervention with him when he was in his early 20s in order to convince him to pursue music. I think he was uh, pursuing sports medicine, and they were like, listen, you got to do music. And he he went on and, and started writing songs and playing guitar and uh, released an EP earlier this year. Um, our conversation encompasses the story of his life, which is amazing, like I mentioned, as well as his friendship with Leon Bridges and also his connection to the musician Gary Clark Jr., He's also generous to answer some questions about his experience as a black man throughout this conversation. Uh, We talk about his younger self not fitting in with an all-white classmates in Greece and also being adopted by white parents. We also get into the topic of 
being an athlete and how his football coach would not let him quit. Um, this was after he realized that he meant to sign up for soccer as a young European kid in Texas. He was like, oh, yeah, I want to sign up for the football team, except it was American football. Um, and that led to one of the most important mentors and experiences of his young life. Uh, we have a great time with Abraham Alexander. I hope that you enjoy. He does have an EP that is self-titled and up on Spotify. We're going to listen to this song, Stay, um, which is from the EP. And then we'll get into our conversation with the wonderful Abraham Alexander on Basic Book. I was wrong, I know. And I the one to blame. I found another home Heard her calling out my name Tell me if I go too far Will I become the lonesome lone star Tell me if I go too far Would I ever find my way back I wonder if I stay see home again I wonder if I stay Abraham Alexander thank you for doing this thank you for having me I truly appreciate it um, so looking forward to this conversation about high-level topics and deep thoughts um, and I thought that um, we'd start right off with uh, somebody wrote in an article and so how I how I like prepare for these interviews is I just like blaze through like every single article I can find about you online and then like highlight things that interest me. So awesome. someone wrote in an article, Alexander is a deep thinker. Mm. Have you always been a deep thinker? And what do you how do you feel about be, being labeled that? Uh, I think it might have just been the day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I think, I think it's, 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 it's always been a, a, a part of me when I was, when I was younger, um, I didn't have a lot of friends. And so, um, I was left alone with my own thoughts. So, so it has, it, it, it has been since childhood. And I think sometimes it's better to not say anything and just be be left to to your own thoughts uh then yeah i'm 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 going on a tangent but yes yes it's interesting to to hear that you didn't have a lot of friends um because i i have met you in person and -hmm. you're so friendly and such a good listener and so interested in other people what was that like for you why didn't you have any friends when you were younger um, and then how do you think you've like honed those those skills of like being able to connect with people so like immediately so deeply? Because I wasn't because I didn't have any friends back then, it it helped me really focus on people um, and and connect with people more because of the lack that I had when I was a kid. And I think it's because I was different um and people didn't understand that and 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 so mm. they shied away from it mm. um and i think you know back in the day you you back in the day uh 
you know, I was I was born in in ninety, and so uh, I think we were less acceptant of of people who were different um, back then than we are now. I think right now we're so interested in being being different and unique is more appreciated mm. and brought to the forefront than it was in in previous years. Well, let's talk about your background a little bit to understand some more about how you are different because just knowing certain things about you, I can make assumptions, but if we can talk about it a little bit in more detail. You were born in Greece to parents of Nigerian descent. Um, And is it okay with you to talk about your family structure? Absolutely. You have birth parents from the Nigerian descent, and then you had parents who raised you. The parents who raised you, are they white? Yes, they are. So how did your birth parents get to Greece? Do you know that? Uh, I, I don't know the full extent. Uh, no, my, my dad was a musician and traveled a lot. And my, my, my mom was a singer as well. And so I'm, I'm not sure quite how they got to Greece. I just know it was um, just through music. You know, I was born in Athens, Greece, and lived there for eleven years. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we we left um, was just the racial tension that was going on in in Athens. Um, was that surrounded by a? Did it have a lot to do with the fact that your parents were white and you are not? No, back back then I was with my I was I was with my birth parents. When I was in Greece, yeah. So, so when I was in Greece, I was with my birth parents, a- along with my brother. We, we we were the only black kids in the entire school, okay. um, and yeah. So, not okay. not just that, but there's a college as well that was connected to the high school, and so, literally the entire school, we were the only black kids there. And before that, my brother was the only black kid in the school until I came in okay and so because of our makeup I'm I'm more of back then I was uh, I was more of the troublemaker and and more someone to to stir things up um than my brother was he was he's he's the peacemaker and mm. so um in when when he's just like I'm gonna just sit in the corner I'm just gonna do this yeah I I was more of trying to push the envelope and so and that was not okay so it kind of, it sounds like you know that was your way of expressing your frustration with the the situation of not being able to co- connect with any other kids absolutely uh and you know as a you know four five six seven year old just trying to figure out like i because of my innocence um, of or or the innocence of a child, I I the the concept of racism wasn't in my world, wasn't in my sphere, mm-hmm. um, and so I was trying to figure out what like what the difference was. I didn't know I was different, uh, but but I was trying to figure it out, um, and so but I would blame it on other things um, as to why. They, <laughs> as to why they didn't want to accept me. So I was, I was mm-hmm. saying it's because I'm uh, faster than they are mm-hmm. um, in, in in athletics, or I, I play. Uh, I'm a better 
f- football player, aka soccer, uh, and that's that's why they don't want me on their team, and right. and that's why they're not picking me, uh, or or talking to me. So before you got to Texas is when you attempted to pick up the guitar. When you were was it when you were eight years old? Uh, it was probably when I was ten or so. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So when I was I was yeah nine ten I, I i i tried to pick it up and um it was a a, a fool's attempt at at connecting mm. in a way um, yeah and it just didn't didn't really work and so put it right back down and yeah there, uh, so the story is i don't want to make you tell the story if you don't want to like relive it but um, no I, no i do have a question about that there is a story about you trying to connect with your father Mm-hmm. Um, and you thought who was also a guitar player, and you thought that connecting over playing guitar would allow you to go grow close. And like you said, it didn't work out. But I feel like that's a really intuitive thought for a young person. It's actually like a wonderful idea, and also a frequent way that one person connects to another person through playing and sharing um, guitar and sharing music. So after that didn't work, it sounds like you put down the guitar, but how did that change your idea of connecting to other people through playing music? Ooh, that's so interesting. Uh, it, 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 it wasn't a, like it wasn't a th- like music was just solely his thing. And because I saw how much time he spent doing that, I was like, okay, maybe if I try to make my way in his world in, in, in some way or by, by showing interest, it would help. Um, and so, you know, that's such a good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, so later, later on, I think that that's more of a truth than it, it, it was back then for me. I think it wasn't even, it was just, I want to pick it up because I see him spending so much time playing that when he's not at work or or, or, or whatever, um, and maybe that that will help. And then I wonder, like as an adult, when you picked you picked the guitar up and started teaching yourself when you were twenty two, mm-hmm. if you felt like a bit gun shy from sharing your music through guitar with other people through friends. Um, or whether it just like didn't affect you, and because you also seem like a person who is like very, you're like a very strong person who perseveres through adversity. So I'm just wondering like how you're approaching your um, playing guitar with other friends or other musicians in order to connect with them. When I picked it back up, immediately I felt like the world was pushing me towards that direction like I had no choice but to share my music you know I I would miraculously find myself in these places where I'm either hearing music or seeing people who are are sharing their music and that opened me more to do so and you know there's there's a time I was going out to to dinner and I I wind myself up next to this place called um, the Live Oak which is an open mic in, in, in Fort Worth. And I sat there and I saw people. I've, that was the first time that I've ever been in an open mic um, scenario. And seeing strangers get up 
and sharing their songs to strangers was just like mind blown. Before that, you know, I, I would see Joe, you know, singing whatever song trying to impress the girl. But this was not the case. It was just someone wanting to share what they've been working on in their bedroom for hours. And that encouraged me. That that strength I wanted. That mm. that that strength like 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 I was coveting that. And so uh I I probably came back to that open mic three times before I actually shared my music. Mm. Um just to just to see if it took some kind of special skill to actually make your feet moving before you got up there and shared your 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 songs and so i would like ask questions of like hey how long did you work on your music or how long did you work on this um and i think it's because i was so afraid you know unbeknownst to me of how that connection never took place when i was younger yes and so yeah that's wild yeah you, you know like how how it so so i was looking for that special chemistry that I needed to put together in order for me to get up there and make it work. Yeah, I'm just like uh, listening to you talk about it. I'm so glad that you eventually came back to to music. Like you tried again, despite the fact that you were so not encouraged. You were completely discouraged when you were younger. And then as soon as you realized the fact that like you cannot not play music and then it must have just felt like this like beautiful like heart opening experience for you once you just like it fully embraced it and went back to it again oh absolutely you know the things we run away we, we we run from the most is is probably if we face them could be our salvation could be our awaken or or or, or realization um mm. and that that was the case for me and it, because of music, I feel more my like more myself than I've ever felt, mm. um, and it was that that was the key that, or has been the key that has unlocked doors for me um, that I didn't think were possible, but thought of when I was a kid that that I would do because of another medium, but but music was it was that kryptonite that I saw when I was a kid, and 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 finally when that wasn't a fear for me anymore or or something negative that i i saw it as yeah it 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 really helped me hone in on on who i am and and honestly it's probably music that um i i listen more because yeah. i'm i'm trying to hear you know one of my sayings is is everyone has something to say you just need to let them say it and when they do say it then you know who like you know who they naturally are there also must have been this slight panic or slight turmoil where you realize like okay i have to play music but that's what my dad did and i don't want to be like him like you realize that you play guitar the same exact way as him can you explain how your feelings about like that particular realization and, you know, trying to find your own identity within something that 
your that like was the identity of your father who is like somebody that you don't want to be like how that how your feelings about music and being connected to him have evolved over time when i started that was probably that 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 was the first thought that that crossed my mind and one of the obstacles that i needed to jump over was just the the connection with him because prior to that I I didn't have to think about him that much. I didn't have to think about the the hurts and the questions that much. But but as soon as I grabbed that guitar, like he was more in my mind and um his his makeup was was more in my mind and our DNA connected more because of that. And when music started shaping shaping more for me and 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 I I saw it more as the future the more it scared me because I I started to think will I become just like him or is 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 history going to repeat itself through me and and that was a a, a big fear for me and so I I started to treat one treat people differently um be, like I I I saw how it was connecting me more with with people rather than disconnecting me more like I feel like it it did with him and I and then I I started to really love it and and love love the music and not so much our our relationship but it made me forgive you know it 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 made me forgive Especially through writing, you know, I wrote a song called 335 and, and it very much touches on that subject, but I, I, I forgave and it was more so of me accepting my my present um, and not tying in, not trying to seek a future where I've already painted it or or reach back for a past that that's already gone. Um, mm. but, but staying present and making sure that I'm connecting with as many people as possible. And I'm trying to love as many people as possible through music rather than shun them off. When you moved to Texas at 11, mm-hmm. um, how did you feel about moving and what did you think of Texas? I completely, I, so as soon as I touched on Texas soil, I looked I looked up and I I began to cry because I knew like I looked at the sky and it was completely different and and I started to cry and it it was so foreign to me already I was in a place where you know even though I would would say that childhood wasn't as rainbow as, as I wish that it was um that that was still my comfort zone and so going somewhere where I'm not, you know, I was again different, you know, I was afraid, I was scared. Yeah, like just, just it, it was more question marks for me that mm-hmm. I, that I, I didn't know if I have the strength or the courage to, to tackle. As someone who moved so far from Greece to Texas, it sounds like it took a little bit of a transition for you to feel at home. And I'm interested about your feelings on the meaning of home and how you maybe cultivated it in your new home and how you feel about it now. 
after after a while, you know, I did begin to to make friends and within that friendship I would find my I would find my courage and 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 through those friendships I would unlock more parts of myself and you know my my family now they're my best friends and I like that that in a sense is 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 home for me um and and Texas has become that for me it's it's the people who have poured life into me and show me what 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 life is truly about and that's that's really where I hone in and I like we honestly now I can go I mean I love Texas because of the people that are in it and and but I feel like I can go anywhere in the world as long as I transplant those people from Texas there that I could survive um but you know I I love the state. It's weird, like like every, it's it's wild to say that you, you know, like I I how much I love a state, but but I truly do. Like being having the honor to travel to a lot of states this year and and actually see in in different countries. Every time I'm there, I I just like nope, not Texas. Like 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 every single time. But at the end of the day, it's the people that make up your your you know the circle and and it's mm-hmm. because of them that I've I've falling in love with with this place it 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 truly makes me happy like and and I think it's taking such a long time to appreciate to appreciate it you know just just mm-hmm. not 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 feeling like you belong for such a long time and and finally just being somewhere and just resting and and being able to say this is this is my home. This is where I belong. And there are people who will love me, whether I'm this or I'm that, or just love me unconditionally. And knowing that is a truth. So another question I have is about being in Texas and your relationship with other kids at the time, if you were able to make friends and also maybe how it felt for you because I would imagine that there were more black children mm. to be around if that had any impact on you to have black friends when you were younger for the first time maybe yeah you, you know I immediately as soon as I, I, I got here or when I was in middle school that that helped me so I I, I, I started playing football and um, and Amer- American football, and I saw the way just sports one gave me the opportunity to lash out in in anger in a healthy way, if 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 you would say, and mm-hmm. um, but also having and being forced to work with someone else, and and being forced to connect like with a someone. team, yeah, a team, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the, I, I, I saw what a coach was able to do because, a, a, my coach became my, my first mentor, you know, mm. um, and can you tell me more about your coach? Yeah, my, <laughs> so I, the first, the first day of, of practice, we ran a hundred yard dash and I beat everyone 
by like 10, 10 yards. I'm not bragging. This is true. Oh my God. Uh, he must have been so pumped. Like, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> he was. He was. He was like, oh my goodness. We got this kid from Greece and we're good, you know? Yeah. Um, and, but. And you were you speaking English? You know, not, not well. This is like me trying um so I, I i was probably good i can quote some good movies to to connect <laughs> to connect um but but i would say i was i was maybe about 80 percent. yeah so we ran but then the next day we're getting pads and we get it fitted and and then i i'm realizing oh this is american football and so i'm trying to quit like no i don't want to play american football oh you meant to play soccer soccer yeah uh. so they signed me up for for soccer and so I, I i get there and and i'm trying to quit and he goes i'm not allowing you to quit you just beat everyone on my team even my fastest player from last year by 10 yards um and so he's like hey i'll i'll teach you the game like i'll teach you how to play and i'll buy you dinner um and and that was that was like the first he didn't allow me to quit something that I started or quit something that I think that I might not like in a sense. And and that was what helped me connect with with kids different than me. And and that's how I began to have friends and and, and have this this relationship. So I played throughout my high school and, and, and I almost played in college. I was that guy who would sit, you know, would would sit with everyone. So I would literally sit with the guys playing Pokemon cards. I would sit with cheerleaders. I would go sit with the the four kids, the nerds, if you would. Um, but I I loved one. I was very fascinated at how people migrated because it was so foreign to me. How uh-huh. people migrated because of that one thing. Like uh, this is this is what defines us, and so we're going to migrate, and we're not going to sit with everyone else. You're and probably also doing like a huge data download of like <laughs> um, American teenage culture, and also like you have a lot of catching up to do when it terms when it comes to like socializing with other kids. So yeah. like you must have been like quite the sociologist at the time. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, 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 I genuinely like loved it. And, and just the psych, not just the sociology, but the psychology behind it of, of why are they like, why are they sitting like that? Like, like why are they divide like naturally dividing themselves up? I'm thinking, I love all these things and I don't want like, how do I choose? Why should I choose? I want to know a little bit more about and I do realize that like I'm a white lady asking a black man to like tell me more about your connection to um, like other black kids and black families. But mm. I'd like to hear more about that if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you you know, I... I I don't know if that was more in high school. I, th- I think it, it or or when exactly, but uh, it might have been when I was like sixteen, seventeen years old, where I felt like I needed to connect more with with other black kids and and see their struggles and seeing if if we're similar. You know, at at first there was that 
you're not really black or 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 you don't know the struggle that we've been through here in the states and your struggle back from where you're from is completely different but i was i i was more fascinated with the struggle and not just that but also the dynamic and the culture and and the there's a certain language when black people get together um and there's there's that tonality that's completely different than I feel like one any other culture, but there's there's and I think it's 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 that love that just when when you get amongst each other, just the way you joke, just the way you interact is completely different. And I wanted that. Like I saw it and 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 I wanted it. Like like I was I or or not just want it, but I wanted to experience it or see what that was. Um and it was it was very unique to me um and it it took a while for them to to accept me and i think it was because it took a while for me to accept myself but but once i did i wasn't trying to fake that you know i wasn't trying to fake that language i wasn't trying to fake that that feeling you know it's it's interesting the intuition that is within the culture yeah my 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 friends were very intuitive in the fact that maybe I was trying to make them a study, but but they were like, maybe you should study yourself, bro. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, when again, when I was okay with myself and and okay with who I was, mm. and the fact that that's our stories aren't the same, and that's okay, that I was accepted. Mm. Yeah, I want to hear more about that journey of accepting yourself. Um, I got this quote from you somewhere on the internet. I can be myself and am good enough just by being myself. So can you talk a little bit more about your journey with feeling like you are enough? And it sounds like your friends really helped you through that journey and sports really helped you through through that journey and maybe music helped you along that journey as well you know with you know my 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 friends were very instrumental in that where you know when when we're playing sports there are multiple people who play that same position but because multiple people play that position doesn't mean that multiple people see the things the same way that you do or have that one innate skill that you do and you know we idolize a lot of athletes, you know, playing a game. You, you know, you have someone who puts their socks on a certain way and puts their socks on, you, you know, wristband, headband, just like a athlete in the NFL or, or you know, playing a, a professional sport. Uh, and, and like that's it's normal to do that. Like, oh, man, I'm just I'm, I'm going to wear my socks like David Beckham. And because of that, like, I'm going to play like him um, or whatever it is. And so I was one, I, you know, when I got to high school, I'm still fresh to the game. And so, you know, I was I was I was naturally good, but I was also trying to be like someone who on on the team who plays a certain thing. And, and so I think once I realized that or or not being that soccer guy who plays football. <laughs> but but once once I realized that that was okay, 
And that was a great thing because I can use those attributes and, and, and incorporate them with this game and make me a better teammate and make me a, a better player because of it and be more of an asset to the team. But that, that story, that lesson, I think I've repeated in, in different ways. Mm. Um, and that's, that's been the healing for me. You know, I've, I've just been seeing it in different increments. Mm. You're enough just being yourself to be loved. You're, you're enough just being yourself to be accepted. You're enough just being yourself and you would do more healing because there aren't people, there's not a second you. Mm. And there are things that you have to offer that someone else doesn't, even though you might play the same position, doesn't mean that you two are similar or 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 you two are, you know, the same, like, because he, you know, he's a running back, like you see the field in a different way that he does because of because of who you are, because of your makeup. And mm. so like accept that and 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 own it. And because you own it, you can really come to yourself and and I don't there's there's a different there's a different step that that you have once you truly accept yourself. Mm. You know, it's 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 weird like you know, just talking about um, like I, 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 I need to accept myself, but we we really come through that, and and I think it's it's the fear behind the mask mm. of well, the the fear of the demons and the fear of again not being enough, but you know I think that was that was the first gate, you know was I am enough and I'm cool and before I was making up the reason why people didn't like me and it was because I was being myself and because of who I was and so I was trying to maybe if I'm not myself I'll be like like people will accept me more as I got older that was completely different Mm. and so yeah that (laughs) I'm not sure where we got we got lost Um, (laughs) I'm not lost I'm right here with you okay okay, good (laughs) yeah but it, it was it was that it was hey through through sports and by being yourself like and 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 taking that mask off mm. and i think right now too like just in society in general like we're trying to do that like can i take my mask off like yeah. am i enough there's so and so who's a musician and and i want to you know emulate him or or i'm inspired by him or someone's like oh you sound like so and so and and there's that fear but i but if i can remember correctly that that quote was me saying that I can do more help by being myself and owning that truth and not trying to write someone else's story, but write my own. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I can connect more and I can. Yeah, I can connect because that is my truth. Mm. My my story and my past is my truth and I can't change it or emulate someone else's. But I can connect more, whether that's one, two, three, four, five, a thousand, whatever it is. I can just be myself and I don't have to change it or lie about anything like that is enough. Mm -hmm. And I need to just own it.
Can you talk about the impact of Gary Clark Jr.? Oh my goodness, yeah. So uh, Gary's Gary's such a phenomenal artist, but he was the first artist that that I saw when I was pl- like learning how to play guitar, and so I I was watching just videos online on how to play, and then I saw like his his image uh, just kind of pop up on like the the. Um, what is that like the next cue like that was queuing up uh, or suggested videos mm. to watch and 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 I hit it and I was like oh my <laughs> lord and and <laughs> and immediately um, just the passion and the soul um, and I I felt like he had a lot to say and and he said it and you you knew it and and he he was saying it like he wasn't looking for your approval for it he was just kind of like saying his truth and and letting it be and i i connected with that so much and just the just the pure passion and energy jumped out on the screen for me and uh yeah that was like my first um introduction Mm. to gary also, seeing someone who looks like you playing like that must have had a huge impact. Oh, 100%. You know, uh, and and it's it's like watching a movie and putting yourself in that, like, main character of, like, that could be me. <laughs> or, or, or I see, or, or, like, I see myself, like, doing that. Or, or I see, like... Like I connect with this person because of this, and and just encourage me. Like I, you know, you be besides Jimi Hendrix, there wasn't like that prominent black, you know, man. That that was like that. You just saw the passion. Like you had like, uh, like now that 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 I know my history. I know there's like BB King and all these others, but like they don't make like tapestries of BB King the way they do of Jimi Hendrix, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. True. Like 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 you've never you've never seen that like young, like young, energetic and and like just that makeup. Like you haven't seen mm. that. And so for me, it was it was the. You know, I I connected with that so much, and and not that like, oh my God, I want to be just like him. But it was more like like, thank like it, it it was like a, it was like a sign. It was like it was like looking, driving, and seeing a billboard sign, and one of those like, hey, you should you like you can have a burger as well. <laughs> you, you know what like 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 one of those is like like it, it's like like the calling calling mm-hmm. out to you. And and that it, it it was like the calling card. Watching that video was a calling card. Yeah, it was it, it it was crazy. It was like this like energy and this wave that leaped out from from mm. the screen and just hit me like a brick. And um, I went to a show and it was one of the most electrifying shows I've ever been to. Wow. That like just yeah just just watching just watching him play, watching him perform, and and you know, taught me to like, just when performing, like, like, I, I, I felt like there's no way he's going to perform tomorrow. And so that's kind of how I, I, I look at shows that I play, yeah. you, you know, is, is, is try to leave it all like there's no tomorrow. What about um, your friendship with Leon Bridges? I read that he's a person who really encouraged you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So 
when when the open mic started that was one of the 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 friendships that manifested you know it's crazy because he introduced me to gary and again it's one of those things that that because i took a step of faith and because i i took a leap that all these dots started to connect and all these doors Mm. started to open um but yeah leon has been such a good friend to me over the years and yeah besides my family one one of the biggest encouragements of of music and 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 believers Mm. and and what i have to say what's your take on the fact that like an artist like gary clark jr um leon michael kiwanuka britney howard are these like incredibly charismatic brilliant black musicians who have mostly a a white audience Mm. do you see that as an issue or have you thought about that at all i have it in 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 a way where i've we've we've had conversations about this in 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 different ways we're trying to realize like hey is it because of the type of music that we play or is it because you know because it's not hip-hop dominant and 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 i would say that's where just the the culture seems to fly and r&b and and more of of that sort of music um or is it that the tickets are too high or like what like like what is it about the style of music that we play that makes it be a more white or predominant of 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 a Mm. white audience and you know think the conclusion we came to was in conclusion like you should just worry about mm. the music and 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 worry about just the pureness of the art and mm. and connecting you know the people that connect with you will connect right. with you now now doesn't mean that when it comes to issues of race and issues of injustice that we can't um, speak about them but when it comes to what who our audience is, you know, you can't really control that. Like you can't control who you connect with and you can't control who is affected and changed by your music. Um, and that's just that's just one of those things where you just kind of let go and and let who you touch be touched. You know, like you can't yeah, like you can't really you can't force someone to connect to your music or you can't force someone to come out. So, but like if, if, if the reason why they can't come out is because of a, a, a issue that you can rectify, then, then do so. Um, but if it's just like who vibes with your song and who doesn't, then like you can't control that. I can, with my music, put something out there where I can change the perspective of someone. Like I, I, I can't, most likely change who they are but if i can change their perspective and or bring a dialogue to what they're saying you know whether good or bad like hey have you heard the song and you know they're listening to it and they listen to the truth behind the song then i think i can bring some light so let's round out this interview with talking about seemingly one of your favorite places london yes you have been producing music in London these days. Did you produce your new EP there? I did. Okay. I did. So I, I I jumped between there and a place called uh, Modern Modern Electric here in Dallas. Oh, great! 
also I I recorded Americ so I had America a while back and so I already recorded that song at a place called Space Wayne Fort Worth. So it's kind of like a a, a special blend of, of places. So what about the city of London or the people that inspires your trust in building a musical community there? You know, it was more so I felt like I was back home and I was back home, but not just that, but I, I was back home. So I was feeling myself, but I was also the outsider. So it was like I was back to square one. And I took I took this journey as as me rediscovering myself and 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 me um being alone not knowing anyone but back in Europe back in where I grew up in in a country that speaks English and so and and so close to America so like I was here and and it was mostly the culture and then me just diving in and and also them seeing me as an American and so I'm an outsider but still like they mm-hmm. can ask questions about like where I'm from and they're intrigued and 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 I was you know in in the states I was the guy who who's got the accent um and uh, you know <laughs> I was the guy who had the accent but I was completely normal and like people were intrigued by that and so I just fell in love with just the culture and and the art and uh, the history and uh I just felt inspired like like no one's business just Im- immediately as I stepped foot into that country like it was it was like a faucet was just you know on and 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 I couldn't help but create oh man this has been great I've got one more task for you before we let you go Ooh. we do this like very silly thing called the lightning round on basic folk where I ask you fun simple questions about yourself and you give like one word answers or however you want are you ready I I am ready okay what was the first song you learned on the guitar Ooh, extreme more than words Wow Um, lakes or beaches beaches what is your karaoke song Uh, more uh, all of me John Legend Okay, I already know the answer to this. Dogs or cats or something else? Dogs. But tell me how you feel about Dottie the cat. Ah, uh, it's like like one of the most gorgeous <laughs> cats that I've ever seen in my entire life. Just like very, um, uh, what what was that? Like just just it it knows that that he's special. Like, like, like it just knows and, and just like, just the way it walks is like, I'm a God. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I believe, I don't know if you or Amy were saying this all night. I think it was Amy saying Dottie could be a model like all night oh. whenever you guys met her. It was so great. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, I, like it, it was that, just that, that, that day is uh, uh, demeanor that that, yeah. that that she had it's it's wild and it was just like I need you to pet me while I eat please <laughs> <laughs> well, I also just want to let know? you know she's been in the room the whole time you've been of talking course, yes. yeah, yeah, I, I, of, of course she has alright back to the lightning round what is your favorite the, US city uh, Texas the whole state <laughs> the whole state um, do you remember the first album you bought with your own money I would have to say, what was it? I I don't. 
which which is awful. I uh, honestly, I no 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 no. It was an Akon CD. Oh my god, perfect. Yeah, it was an Akon CD. Oh my, I what uh, a punk. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, what was the last book that you read? Mm, it's so it was The Alchemist. Uh, All right. Com- <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you read that book by chance? I don't remember actually if I've read it. I feel like I have. Doesn't everyone feel like they've read it? Yes, but <laughs> but in in some way know um, <laughs> kind of what it's about. Um, yeah. But it's uh, I I'm gonna pronounce his name wrong, but I think it's like Paolo or or Paolo, something like that. But yeah, it was uh, it was good. I felt like I needed, you know, I I just finished my first tour. And, and, you know, it's about a traveler. And, and I felt like I, I, I needed that. Um, so it was like a good, good timing to, to read that book. What is your dream collaboration? Uh, Gary and I. Uh, Beatles or Rolling Stones? Beatles. Gibson or Fender? Gibson. Mm. You sure? I, that's all I play right now, but I mean, I, I mean, I I love Fenders, but Gibson. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather be able to fly or be invisible? Fly. What is the most beautiful place you've ever visited? Ooh, Canada, Banff. Wow. All right, Abraham Alexander. That is all for the lightning round. Ooh, ching ching! I'm hearing bells go off. Yeah. What a great lightning round. <laughs> Uh, no, thank you so much. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, thank you. that was really, really cool. Absolutely. Once again, Abraham Alexander. His EP, self-titled, is up now. It's on Spotify. Uh, look out for him on tour and in future releases. He's just a, a marvelous performer if you ever get a chance to see him play. And also thanks to Amy for helping me set up uh, our conversation with Abraham Alexander. Basic Folk is produced by Adam Corey with assistance from Laura McCarthy. Lindsay Myers is our business manager. Alex Stanton of Townspeople produces our music. I'm your host, Cindy Howes. Uh, Basic Folk beanies, hand-knit by my mom, Pat House, and you can find yours at cindyhouse.net. That's where you can also sign up for my newsletter. And if you uh, want to rate and subscribe to Basic Folk on iTunes, that is also very helpful. Uh, and I think that is all I have to say. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye.